welcome to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. Robin Rivera, your host here, and this is a space for the magical woman to give herself permission to be all that she can be and to walk away with tools for self-healing and right livelihood. You are worthy of abundance. I see you. I know you. I am you, a feminine being who has the ability to create with cosmic potential. So open your heart, open your mind, and join me on this adventure we call life. Welcome to the next episode of Cosmic Creatrix Podcast. And today I have something really juicy for all you self-seekers, self-liberators, and self-lovers out there. Angie Rojo is going to be our guest interview today. And she is a self-love mentor and quantum healing facilitator. Get that. Do you know what quantum healing is? Because I don't exactly know, but I I know that I love all things quantum physics, and that's really where new science and education is leading the evolving consciousness in these times. So thank you so much, Angie. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm just over here smiling. (laughs) Excited to be here. Yeah. And so I've asked Angie to be on the show because I came across her work, and I'm I have such a mm, such an eye for sincerity and who's out there like really in the trenches and bringing something of value from the heart from a giver's energy and from that just that pure mentality it as a business mentor I also just I can feel the palpable difference between someone who is doing the work from sincerity and someone who is just kind of and not their fault stuck in that taker mentality and that needy energy so I really feel good about bringing Angie here and I would love to start by quenching my hunger to know more about quantum healing I watched a little bit of your YouTube so I have a little taste but in your words and what you would want to convey to the audience, what is quantum healing and why is it beneficial? Yeah. So the technique that I'm trained in, it's called quantum healing hypnosis technique. Um, and it's created by a woman named Dolores Cannon. So anyone listening to this, I'd highly recommend look up Dolores Cannon on YouTube and you'll pretty much go down the rabbit hole on, um, you know, topics such as what's called the three waves of volunteers. And these are souls that were called to earth to come in and um, help raise the consciousness of our earth. Um, She talks about, you know, our, our planet being this convoluted universe. And so when I came across Dolores's work about four or five years ago, um, it resonated with me because I like many people in the space of perhaps being born spiritual or um, coming across a spiritual path, I I didn't feel like I belonged on earth and I didn't feel like I was understood or even um, people knew who or what, like, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like I belonged at all. Like I would look at myself in the mirror and just wouldn't even recognize the the person in front of me. Um, So when I came across her work, I was like, oh my God, this is, uh, you know, my, my life and how I've described my life. Um, so I myself had a quantum healing hypnosis session. And at that time I had many, many questions regarding, regarding things that have happened in my life from, um, and I'm going to go there. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit from, um, 
experiencing extraterrestrials at the age of 17 to being, um, you know, haunted as a child to having nightmares to when I was in my early 20s for seven years, I was part of a religion where I was um, a priestess in that religion. And I had a lot of questions regarding that because it turned out to be a very toxic, manipulative environment. Um, and so what happens during quantum healing hypnosis is that you not only visit this lifetime that you're currently in, but you also visit other lifetimes that you have in within your field of existence, right? So this could be, for me, like the first session I had, I visited um, this wizard man <laughs> version of me who would work with the stars and work with alchemy and um, it was a beautiful discovery just to remember that aspect of me. Um, and so what happens is that you collapse time and space to visit various versions of you, whether it's a past life or your inner child um, or even your future self. And you just draw knowledge, insights, awarenesses. And it's almost like becoming aware of all these lessons that you've learned in various lifetimes but then applying them to your life now so that you don't have to relive those lessons so that you can have this grand wisdom so that when you do go about your life's calling, your life's purpose, it's so whole and so fulfilled. And you also become aware of these other beings that are supporting your journey. Holy moly. <laughs> I had no idea it was going to go there. Wow. That, it's really interesting. Uh, to hear you reflect this. Well, one, I didn't expect you to say anything like that. <laughs> well, actually, I, I did understand the collapse of time and space and the past life regressions. But um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of depth there and resonance that I'm feeling. I also uh, had experiences with um, entities at night as a child, feeling like there was like a devil behind my bed and mm -hmm being attacked by demons for years, years, very, it's, it was like, I was in that liminal state between yeah. asleep and awake and they would, I could never see them. And it was just a pressure on choking me and taking my voice. And I was always praying to Jesus, like it, yes. to revoke so them. And it would always work until um, later in my adulthood, young adulthood, when I had been partying and tampering with some cocaine and things like that. I be, it's like my inner willpower got weaker and not, and they was all of a sudden not able to ward them off as easily. And mm -hmm. just, a, you know, maybe a handful, maybe only three times I've not been able to get them off of me, but, um, through, uh, dream work and through my medicine work and uh, really facing, uh, what darknesses have been around me, uh, and looking at it from different perspectives, I've been able to somehow the dream stopped. But so I'm in it. It interests me. What is your take about the visitations of entities or the perception of demons and nightmares? What is that to you? Yeah. Um, thank you for asking that. And I can reassure that praying to Jesus Christ, like even saying the name Jesus Christ during a heavy presence or a nightmare, um, it just somehow like just yeah. disappears. <laughs> it lifts off that weight. Um, yeah. So I have a lot. A lot to reflect on what you just said as well. Um, but as far as my firsthand experience with that journey of being a child and feeling, um, you know, I would have nightmares where 
my hair was being dragged on the ground and like I would be dragged up the wall. Um, and it was like the same man. It was the same man for years and years and years. And um, from my understanding now, you know, everything is working in our favor. Everything is pushing us to expand. So even the darkness is there to push us to expand. So from my experience with the darkness that I had witnessed and felt and, you know, from the heaviness when you're thinking to, you know, like I remember seeing my breath being taken out of my mouth, um, that it, it was all to push me to turn to spirituality and to develop who I was at my core and not rely on outside sources. So, um, understanding now looking back it was had i not had that experience with the darkness i would have i would have had a normal childhood and that's not who angie was meant to be in this world in this lifetime so um again everything is working in our favor to push us to expand to grow to connect with other people um but sometimes it's like these these beings have to play these costumes where they're in bad you know they're playing a bad role, bad guy role. Um, but again, it's, they're part of your growth and part of your um, realignment in life, right? Realignment with what your purpose is versus getting lost in drugs and alcohol, um, which do make you weak. My, my parents, my mom and dad were both um, drug addicts growing up. My dad actually passed away from a heroin overdose when I was eight. So um, I, fortunately had perspective with drugs because I saw them as a kid. Um, but that's not to say I didn't drink and drinking does bring your guard down and does allow these energies to influence you. And especially more so when you are working with light. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's really important to talk about those things, to have that awareness that you can do things to make you weak and you can do things to keep you on track. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm so surprised how much I'm resonating with this conversation already. I'm like, holy crap, I could cry. Absolutely. I, I feel that, not I feel, I've experienced what you said, that having that darkness and that battle and all of these different obstacles had forced me to find a spirituality within myself. And that's what carried me through all the destruction. I mean, horrific experiences. Yeah. And now it, it, as an adult woman and maturing and being initiated into deeper and deeper mysteries of the cosmos, I've had to face it in new levels and like more advanced levels where I've witnessed exorcisms and things and had to stay strong in my core and, and, and been doubted by people and had to constantly just come right back to my heart. What does my heart say in spite of all other outside forces or things? And it's just a really strong initiation in my adulthood into exactly what you said, just like the connection to source outside of other people's ideas and what you're told and what priestess initiation or what certificate and all these things. It's like, what about, you know, that when the rubber hits the metal and you're scared shitless and it's just you and your creator. Um, so yeah, I totally relate to that. And absolutely. Then the alcohol it's even now it's like very toxic for me personally. I can feel, um, 
entities or just like that subtle fear in my space um, a couple mm-hmm. days after having a drink or two. Um, and I've had to reconcile that it's just not the right medicine for me. And it's probably is because we're working with the light so strongly that it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> here we go. You know. Um, yeah. So I think it's important for listeners to consider because there's a lot of drinking in our American culture that's just accepted. And it's, I think it can be a medicine when it's held in a sacred container, but most of the time it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. What a beautiful path that you've had. I also really resonated and was touched by what you said about the the character of Angie was not meant to have a normal childhood because it wouldn't be what she evolved into. And I so relate to that. And I hope that a lot of people find comfort in that. And I also felt really strange and how beautiful, like what you're creating from that. So I'd love to hear more about how this um, path has evolved into the service. Like what most lights you up about your service and how you got there? Well, um, so there's so much crossing my mind right now from, I was just talking to a friend um, on the DMs and Instagram and I was like, you know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. sometimes I just feel I'm following the breadcrumbs I'm Ah, following ah. you say that too yes (laughs) yeah yeah like you're just following where you're being led and you're just trusting and surrendering so I mean I've always been in this work from when I was a teenager I was discerning to become a nun I practiced um, Nichiren Buddhism, so a lot of um, chanting and community. I was a priestess in a religion called Santeria, where there was a lot of ritual and singing and gatherings, and it was like 24-7 for seven years. Um, And when I left that, I wanted nothing to do with spirituality or religion or religious people or spiritual people at all. I was like, stay away from me. Like, I know what you're about. Like, no. Um, and so what happened was that I started time traveling in my sleep or an astral projection. So I would see myself visiting other versions of myself. I would see myself visiting my um, two-year-old self. I would see myself visiting like, you know, my future self. And so that's kind of what led me down the curiosity of what is time travel. So what happened with me was that years later, after obviously a lot of healing with the religion I was a part of, um, I went to a, it was a woman's seminar. It was a Christian woman's seminar in Anaheim, California. And it was with my aunt and my mom. And this was a community of women that were possibly, it was pretty like low to mid income, you know, families, most all women. Um, and possibly maybe some of them were on welfare. I was like that kind of um, community. And so there was a the preacher who had the gift of prophecy and everyone was there to see her. She, um, it was like, she had this following where these women were praising her and it was like, she had the answer. Right. And, um, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm going as, you know, as a favorite of my aunt and my mom and I'm observing the scene and I'm observing everything happening and the women and everything. And so I'm sitting there and as I'm sitting there, I get these downloads and ideas from, you know, higher self or the heavens. And they said, meditate, wake up at 5 a.m. every day and meditate, read the Bible and fast after three. So from three to you wake up in the morning to meditate, um, 
only have water or herbal tea. It was very specific and I would even write it down because I was like, huh, this is random. <laughs> so what happened was that everything that I had received while sitting there, the woman was saying that that's something they did to prepare for a, a pilgrimage they did or something like that. And so it was a confirmation like, okay, there is some, a connection here as to why I'm being told to do specifically these things. And there was a moment where the woman was sitting, was standing on stage and she was asking for donations and it started at $5. And, you know, people donated $5 and, and then she asked for 20, then she asked for 50, then she asked for a hundred, then she asked for a thousand. And you could tell, and it was like a very manipulative asking. And there was a moment that her and I had where we locked eyes and I'm just sitting there and just watching like this, this woman. and. And her using like, you know, uh, if you donate a thousand dollars, it's going to bring miracles into your life and, you know, God re rewards or, you know, all the spiel. And at that moment, I decided that I couldn't be silent anymore. At that moment, I decided that I had to be of service and I, I couldn't because when I was in the religion for seven years, I had spent 300, over $300,000 cash in my early 20s. And mind you, you know, you think back and you're like, oh my God, I could have bought a house. I could have helped my family. I could have, whatever. Could have, could have, could have. But it was an expensive lesson. And so that was a, a direct reflection for me as to what other people can potentially fall into and how I can be of service and speak from experience and come from love. So truthfully speaking, that's what triggered me to um, explore once again um, being in the in the space of healing and spirituality um, and obviously from a very objective perspective so I don't really immerse myself too much in spiritual communities um, I am who I am I'm of service anywhere I'm called to be of service and I come with an open heart but I'm very um, observant I'm very giving in a sense that oh a one-to-one -one connection or a group connection would be from the heart but I'm not putting someone on a pedestal and I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not falling for anything that's like, just doesn't make sense. And I'm shining a lot of light on that in my mentorship program or in my quantum healing where I'm like, the answers and direction that you're looking for is within you. You just listen and draw, create that discipline for yourself so that you're able to hear what it is that your, your body, that your higher self is telling you. Because it can be so corrupt when we surrender that knowing and that intuitiveness to someone who doesn't have the best interest for you, who possibly wants money only or power or wants to manipulate you um, mentally or financially or even sexually. And so um, that's what drives me is really to empower people to know that they have everything they need within and everything else, their tools. There are tools and modalities, but they're not, the way is within you. Wow. Thank you so much, Angie. <laughs> like I, I feel overwhelmed with gratitude in this moment of the breadcrumb leading me to reach out to you. <laughs> Just, it's like, wow, this is such, um, there's such depth and weight behind your why and what you're bringing and so much necessary truth and resonance that I'm personally feeling. Um, I, I work with some, 
survivors of sex trafficking and I've done trainings around um, California. And one of the people that we bring in to help with our trainings at, at one point was, uh, what was his name? Steve Hassan, Stephen Hassan. And he wrote a book on cult level mind control. And so the things you were talking about, your experiences with the Santeria church, whatever, really feel like they're in that realm. And I understand the, the cult level mind control and the devastation around that. And what a blessing, because that's like a microcosm of a very condensed and extreme version of what happens everywhere. Yeah. It happens everywhere. People give, give um, wrongful authority <laughs> to people who do, aren't in their best interest or or just are a little off, right? There's medicine women that I have not meshed with because I could just tell that this was not coming from service. This was coming from the desire for power. And even in myself, I have to be honest with myself when I'm doing the work that I'm doing and when people are telling me thank you and oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, like like it's me really doing all the work and it's not. I have Mm -hmm. to really check myself and to redirect where the praise is really uh, needs to go. It's to everything. You know, it's, it's all the pieces. And I have to be honest with myself when I feel an ego boost from that power that people naturally give to you when you're magnetic or inspiring or whatever, you know, the yeah. person in the teacher seat that day. <laughs> right. And so I have to be really honest with myself about that because it's so important to me. I never want to be that ugly teacher that is driven by um, a grandiose ego or some blind spot. And so I, I know it's in my perception for a reason. And what you're speaking to is like exactly that, that thing that it makes me feel icky inside really. Mm. And I just hope for, you know, the people that are doing that, that they, that there will be an opportunity for an awakening that there, I know there's some divine purpose around it all, but it really bothers me too. <laughs> and, and, it's, and that's the thing. It's for me. It's in my consciousness. So it's for me to show me the contrast yeah. of what I don't want to be and, and what I don't want in my sphere. And I'm really inspired by the, what you're talking about is turning to the self, like the self has the way. That was also my inspiration um, to start teaching um, other facilitators of ceremony, whether it's with or without medicines, but to take take them through a mentorship where I tell them I'm going to give them a certificate, but then I'll just have them burn it at the end (laughs) to teach them that they are the one that self chooses. They're the one that self liberates, self chooses, and it's about their um, sincere relationship with their higher power and, and, uh, their divine calling that they're building a relationship with, which of course takes work and discipline. You can't just, you know, you know, start doing work that you're not practicing, but to, yeah, really trust the self. And I feel that you're really speaking to that paradigm that's calling me forward mm-hmm. in that big way too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to go back to, cause I, I often, I think I was at a place where I would see teachers or, or leaders or healers and um, you can see that ego coming out. And it took me a while to understand what it meant where there's a teacher for everyone. And when I have had a friend who told me that, cause I was like, Oh my God, look at this person. This was years ago. Look at this person. I'm like, what doesn't make sense? Like what they're saying just doesn't, you know what I mean? And they have like all these uh, subscribers on YouTube, whatever. Anyways, um, I'm being super uh, human here. <laughs> and he, one of the things he said was Angie, there's a teacher for everyone. And I didn't get it for a while. And now I'm like, 
Oh, because it's, it's this humbling thing of like, everyone's a teacher, first of all, you know, whoever you meet, if it's a, a husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, daughter, or grandmother, like any, anyone, everyone is a teacher. There is specific teachers that are more amplified in certain areas that I'm not willing to play or you're willing to play that others are in a place where that's where they're going to learn, you know? So, um, I, when I see that now, I definitely come from a place of love and possibly introducing myself if we're in the same room or, um, you know, just come from a place of who Angie is at her core, which I try to do all the time, anywhere, everywhere. Um, but I don't, I don't take it personal what they're doing. And I'm kind of like, I just like, okay, Ange, this is why your work is important, you know? But that's, that's it. Like, I don't take it past that. That's so helpful to me. Thank you. In Because I'm in this stage of ev- like evolving, maturing, finally, mm-hmm. into a woman at 35. Um, and and I practice forgiveness for these people. And I do send them energy when I'm doing mantras or something like this. I intend to wish them well and surround them with positive universal love. Um, but there's still judgment, right? And I'm just really wanting to reconcile the judgment and how can I move through the world seeing myself the way I want to see myself, which is graceful, full of grace. And so you just planted a vision for me. (laughs) Like, hi, I'm Robin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Robin, I have to share that when I was a priestess in Santeria, I was was so egoic. Mm -hmm. I was such a bitch. I was very materialistic. If you wanted my time, it was going to cost you. Mm-hmm. That was where I was. And you, there was nothing you can do or say to get me out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. And when I had the moment of the epiphany of like, holy shit, none of this is real, or I'm just not at that paradigm anymore. Like I, I literally, my eyes opened and, and it, I just saw things differently. Um, I was like, oh my God, all these people that I was a bitch to were still my friends and they didn't like, they never called me out. They never said anything. And even if they tried to say anything and I backfired, they backed off and they were still my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, One being my grandmother was one of my greatest teachers at that time. For seven years, my grandmother never treated me differently, never looked at me differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I had the moment where I told her that I wasn't no longer part of this religion, she just broke down and cried. And she's like, I've been praying for this for seven years. And I, I was like, holy shit, my grandmother never treated me differently. She mm-hmm. never like, I never heard her say anything mean about me and ever. And I was very egotistic, very egotistic. And so that's one thing that I know about people in the world is like, even if you were to introduce yourself at some point from that place of who you are in your core, in your being, you never know when that person wakes up and is like, wow, it was such a dick. You know what I mean? And it's like that bond of where you came from initially never, it does, it's so true and so pure that it just never disappears. It's, it's, it's a seed that was planted and whether that seed was ready to blossom or not, the seed was planted and it's a, you know, the other person that we don't do with the intention of like one day they'll wake up, but it's just, you never know. You just never know when it will happen if it happens and you just want to always be open for people to um, 
to, to celebrate life at that vibration, right? That mm-hmm. vibration of um, celebrating each other, of helping each other, of collaborating, collaborations. Um, so yeah, I wanted to share that with you because you just, you just never know. Yeah. Thank you. That, that, re- that touches me so much because I, it's, if I can feel it, I can feel what that feels like to be that way with people and how healing that could be. Um, as I navigate these worlds of, of interacting with very powerful women, mm-hmm. um, and some men too. And yeah, so that's a really beautiful vision. And that's why we need like sisters together, talking, interviewing, having circles, having tea, because somebody has the nugget that you need, the next nugget that you need. And if you don't see it and feel it, it ta- I think it takes us longer to get there. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's so powerful when somebody can plant the vision for you or can inspire you by what they're doing. Um, so that you you know where you're going, you know where you want to go and you know, it's possible. I just feel so big about that. Cause like you, I've had so many people be generous with me, like throughout years of self-destruction and just so many people believe in me and reach their hand out to me or give me money or an opportunity. And I just really desire to be that way with others and to give back. And so I just so appreciate your energy and what you're giving here today. Um, Wow, this is real. I'm like at a loss for words, and I'm usually not at a loss for words. It's so powerful. <laughs> it's so powerful. I'm like, how am I ever going to put this in the show notes? It's going to be too long. <laughs> I would love to hear what are your current offerings. Um, what's what is yeah? What are your current most exciting offerings you would like to share with us? Yeah, so I do um, a group mentorship program that I just recently launched that has been so beautiful. Um, you know, with, so I do quantum healing hypnosis and those are one-on-one sessions. They're about four to five hours. And in a session, people go to past lives or other dimensions, other planets, underwater, Mm -hmm. universe like avatar. I mean, it's endless. And ultimately during a session, people connect with higher self. So they come in with questions that they want to ask higher self. And in essence, during the session, they channel the answers. And usually people are like, I don't remember anything that was said. <laughs> and so everything's audio recorded. They can go back and listen to what was said, right? Um, so that's one offering that I have that is one in, one-on-one in person. Um, I do have online hypnosis as well. So that's called Beyond Quantum Healing. Um, and then the mentorship program is, you know, during hypnosis, I cannot give you too much information. I'm You're there to experience everything yourself. And so if I were to share, um, you know, someone asked, like, how did you get, how did you do, how, how are you, how is it that you got to where you are doing what you're doing? I won't answer that question until the session's over. And that's if we have time, right? So because I don't want to influence what the person experiences or sees or goes to. Now with the mentorship program, I'm very vocal and very, um, just, I, I give all my tools to my mentees, um, because the goal is to empower them and to, um, 
again, have them become aware that they have those answers within them. So it's like technique filled, knowledge filled, wisdom filled, um, resources, visualizations. And I'm all about like whatever you experience within the mentorship program, you know, these are tools that you can share with your students or your clients. They're not meant to be in this container. That's just not practical. That's not the vibration we're at here. This is abundance. So um, that, that's a four week mentorship program. It's um, my, we're in the middle of one right now. It's absolutely humbling. Um, mm-hmm. But the next one starts March 29th, which is a Sunday. We meet every Sundays at 7 p.m. And um, I'll ha- on my website, I have details if anyone wants to contact me regarding that. Um, they, can, they can join from anywhere in the world. It's not, it's not uh, in person. It's online. So, yeah. How wonderful. <laughs> and what is your website? We'll put it in the show notes too, but maybe you can just say it right now if anybody wants to write it down. Yeah. So it's uh, www arcosology.com and arcosology is spelled a-r-c-u-s-o-l-o-g-y.com she did it it. yeah i just took a look at it it's really beautiful oh thank you (laughs) well angie i'm just so grateful for you sharing the depth that you shared today i did not expect that kind of articulation and beautiful flow of your why and yours is a big why. And I just honor your path, sister, and your sincerity of heart. Thank you so much. And I'm just blessing you tenfold for everything that you give every time, every ounce. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a delight and a blessing to connect with you in this way. And I'm glad that you did send it, that message on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. We're forever connected now. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Everyone can check out the show notes to see how to get in touch with Angie and check out her mentorships until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the cosmic creatrix podcast. I hope that this episode has touched you in some kind of way. You can definitely support us by going ahead and subscribing and leaving a bomb review. This will help us reach more women and impact worldwide. And I'd love to connect with you more on Instagram around topics of healing and conscious entrepreneurship. So follow me on Instagram at Robin Rivera Ignites. And if you like to see how I work with people, go ahead and check out my website, RobinRiveraIgnites.com. Join us next week for more feminine wisdom, inspiration, and practical tools for the modern day magical woman. See you next time.